Join us today for an action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, where we review the 2023 season for the Chicago White Sox. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino. You can find me on Twitter at DomMartinoFB, here as always with my brother, my co-host, my partner in crime, Matthew Ane. And you can find him on Twitter at Matthew underscore Ane. If you're listening on a platform like Apple or Spotify and want to leave us a five-star rating and review, we would truly appreciate it. And guess what? If you do decide to do that and screenshot it, then send it to us at fantasymds at gmail.com or on Twitter or Instagram, whatever's easiest for you. You have a chance to join our listener league for next season, which is you know uh, going to be a very, very fun time, and you don't want to miss out on that. And if you're watching on YouTube and you haven't already, hit that little bell below. It subscribes to the channel and also gives you a notification every time we drop a new episode. And guys, real quick, got to talk to you about Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper Picks, and you could win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Locked on Fantasy Baseball fans, we got a fully loaded episode for you today. And as always, let us be your team secret weapon as we go over the season from this past season of the Chicago White Sox, who had a little bit of a disappointing year, third worst record in all of baseball. But there were a few bright spots. We'll cover most of those today. Matt, who do we got up first? All right. So, I mean, let's talk about the guy I made the call, swung for the fences on my bowl prediction. And that was Luis Roberts saying he would have a pretty much fully healthy season and would finish as a top bat. And 100% he did. My guy had an incredible season. The only thing that was left desiring was honestly batting average. And when I say batting average, which, okay, let me preface this 264 ain't bad. But when a guy usually hits about 284, uh, 284, 338, you know, you would assume that he would have a little bit higher batting average. If he did that, it would take him to the next level, honestly. And then on top of that, Stolen bases was actually a career high at 20, which was also nice to have. So Luis Robert had an overwhelm great year. Uh, let me read off his total stats. 546 at-bats, 90 runs, 36 doubles. Great stat right there. One triple, 38 bombs, 80 ribbies, 20 stolen bases. You know, struck out like a monster to walks, but he's a new age batting average guy. It's pretty much been his whole career. Bad 264 with an OPS of 857. Like, quite honestly, numbers are... Great across the board. Luis Roberts had a solid season. Uh, finished as a top 15 outfielder and a 32 overall in terms of all of 5x5 five five category leagues. Luis Roberts was an, a hell of a pick this year. You got him at a nice discount, and Luis Roberts was fantasy gold. 
Yeah, my great take on Luis Robert. I actually got the the City Connect Luis Robert jersey on tonight. That's one of my boys. A career high with the power, the 38 home runs. Uh, I honestly think that's why the batting average took a dip. I think he wanted to swing for the fences a little bit more. And honestly, I don't think anybody predicted 38 home runs for Luis Robert. We were more, I think everyone was more around the 30-30 type season. And, you know, if you sit in the ball out of the park that much, that's kind of why the steals might be a little bit lower than predicted. But you'll still take a almost 40-20 season from Luis Robert. Uh, I have him as a top 10 outfielder for next season, uh, probably around seven when everything is said and done. Uh, maybe six. Depends on what I decide to do with Aaron Judge in my rankings. I still think Aaron Judge should be a top five outfielder, but, you know, I mean, that's, it's a risky pick going into next year. But I think Luis Jail. Roberts is a little bit risky as well. Yeah, I just I, I got a weak spot for Judge. I honestly think if the guy I know I, I don't think I know if the guy stays healthy, it's fifty homers, hundred RBIs, and a strong batting average, good runs, still chip in a couple of steals too. But it's just a matter of how you want to go. There's so many good outfielders at the top. I'll, I'll read you off my top few. I got Acuna, Betts, Julio, Tucker, um, Robert, Carroll, and Judge. Those are my top ones, and then Soto's in that mix too. So I think that's a clear top right there. So that's that's a tier. Um, and Luis Robert, Luis Robert fits in nicely. I, I, I know Matt wants to debate with me. I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, but let's let's try and keep things moving here before we get too far off track and we we go down a whole rabbit hole. But Luis Robert definitely a top outfielder for next year, as Matt said. He got probably Adam as your outfield number two this year, and it probably led you to, to fantasy glory. But uh, let's move on to one of Matt's other boys here. You know, I had I had love for him too. I can't lie. So Matt and I are picking them all off season all of our mock drafts. It's Eloy Jimenez. And uh, what what can we say besides he just had a tough time staying on the field once again? Uh, you know, you could have probably predicted it, but the upside is so massive. I'm still um, a component that I think Eloy pulls it all together. Or maybe next year, maybe the year after. I think he has a season similar to what you um, to what Robert did this year without the steals. Right. Uh, he had a hamstring this year. He had an appendectomy that kept him out as well. So, you know, just kind of a weird season for Eloy. Let's read off those numbers. 120 games, 456 at-bats, 50 runs, 23 doubles, 18 homers, 64 RBIs, and he hit 272. So, you know, we all looking back at that, that rookie year in 2019 where he had 31 home runs and he hit 267. The batting average is there. Eloy knows how to put that bat on that ball. Uh, it's just a matter of can he get back to that 30-homer threshold? Are the White Sox going to be good enough for his runs and his RBIs to be great? He doesn't steal any bases at all. He has zero career steals. So I don't foresee him ever putting any speed into his game. So when you're picking Eloy you know, next year, let me see. Did, I, did, he, did he make the cut in my rankings yet? Probably got him too high right now. Right now I got him at 28 which I think is a little bit too high, to be honest with you. I was kind of just – I'm still throwing those names around trying to see. But out, outfield falls off really quickly. I mean, if you have to take Eloy as your outfielder number three, make sure you're the two outfielders steal bases. But there's still upside here, tremendous, tremendous upside. He's going to be 27 next year. So, you know, he's still somewhat in that prime of his career. You just got to stay on the field. That's all it is. Well, here's the thing. Here's how I'm approaching Eloy. Like, you talk about 20, and I still feel that's pretty low because where people okay. were where people were taking – Byron Buxton, for instance, who is way more flanges than Eloy Jimenez. Uh, they were taking him as like the 15th to 20 outfielder last year. I feel like he's kind of good in that mold. I mean, I can't fully give up on Eloy because 
the potential is limitless. And he still plays way more than Byron Buxton, even on a good year. Um, I mean, and this was the good year at like 382. I can't wait till we talk about the twins. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's going to be. That's oh. going to have the hater eat out big time for the twins. Well, it's the twins. And then it's going to be also when we talk about the Red Sox, too. But anyway, but Eloy on a, on a whole, I really feel that like 20 still a fair number, like an outfield two. If he puts it all together, like Dom says, or he just starts listening to you know, the coaching staff and the training staff, bro, you just can't play the field because you're like, you know, glass, which I mean, honestly, what's more fragile than glass? And that's what Eloy Jimenez is. So he's pretty much Alberto Montesi, but like one tier under because he still plays more games than Alberto Montesi. So Eloy Jimenez as a whole, I feel can really do damage next year, but we're not going to be drafting where I had him ranked last year at 12, 20 to 25 range, I think is a fair expectation. But I think I'm leaning more closer on the 22 to 20 range. For Eloy Jimenez, I think the upside is astronomical and worth the shot as my outfielder too. So with that being said, um, you know, we have a shortstop that probably busted everywhere under the sun and was drafted pretty decently. A guy that I called was overhype and a rookie that I think is going to probably bounce back next year and actually have a nice season. But before we do that, I have somebody to talk about. The MLB playoffs are around the corner, which means it's the clock is ticking on your chance for a hundred times payout of your cash on daily fantasy baseball. Baseball has never been more exciting with now like studs like Ronald Acuna, Mookie Betts, Shohei Otani. Pick more or less than stats that like stars for these stars, like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more for up to a hundred times payout. Go on sleeper now, get your picks right, and you can win big. Dom and I love Sleeper not only for its easy-to-use fantasy platform for picks, but they also have the most accurate and fastest alerts on the town, so please download the app. Entries can be made in under minutes, so you can get your last-minute bets in all the time whenever you want, down to the wire. Use the code LOCKEDON, and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms and use for details. All right, and again, we want to talk about the Listener League and how you can earn a spot in our coveted uh, Listener League, okay? Really simple. Go on Apple and leave us a review. Take a screenshot. DM us that screenshot on Twitter, Instagram, or shoot us an email with that screenshot at fantasymds at gmail.com. Sorry, it's we haven't we don't have one for locked on. I'm still rocking we'll, we'll the old. Yeah, we'll work I on it. Love uh, that graphic, bro. That's yeah. a, that welcome T-shirt. Thank you. Rocking it right now. Um, but that's just from the old us. But you know, straight up, just give us a review. And honestly, even if you're not selected, truthfully, if you like us and you just want to help support the show, the best way to do that, honestly, is to get us to give us a review if you enjoy the show because. That puts us up higher in the categories, which helps help grow our show. It helps us stick around and, you know, allow my wife to let uh, spare some time with from me and, you know, my children so I can go do this for you guys every day. It's something I enjoy doing as well. So if you can, leave us that review. But let's move on here. A lot of talking. Um, Dom, you want to talk about the disappointment? Real quick, I I we I think we have a little bit of time. I wanted to go back on Eloy for two seconds because you know what? He's such a 
polarizing player, right? So just another minute, 45 seconds on Eloy, and then, then we can go to the next guy. My thing with Eloy is I, I love him. I do think he's a great player, but we do need to be careful. If he goes strictly DH next year, he only played 14 games in the outfield this year. So next year we'll have him as an outfielder in pretty much every you know website. I think most is 10. If there's websites that have 15, that's tough break. You might not have him as an outfielder next year, but I think everywhere is pretty much 10. So it's just going to be interesting. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see how that works out if they strictly just play him at you know at, at DH next year. But uh, let's keep things pushing. I just kind of want to throw that out there. Keep your eyes on him next year, and if he's just strictly DHing. But yeah, let's move on to somebody who's super. Super disappointing, Tim Anderson. Uh, I mean, another guy that was, you know, fairly banged up this year and uh, just tough break. He only played 123 games, 493 at-bats, 52 runs, 18 doubles, two triples, only one home run, which is kind of shocking. 25 RBIs is just horrible and a 245 batting average. I think Tim Anderson bounces back next year, and I think you're going to get him at really, really good value this year. you probably get him as one of your last picks. We all know the upside. The upside is a 300-plus batting average with, you know, probably around 15 homers and, you know, 18 to 20 steals in a good year. He is going to be 31 next year. That is Tim Anderson once again. It, it also just depends. Are the White Sox going to be any better? Are the, what, do, I, do the White Sox make a move to, to add to try and win now? Or do most of these guys end up on new teams at the middle of next year's trade deadline and, and they just say, hey, you know what, we're, we're going to rebuild and – they, they cut ties with uh, Tim Anderson, the Dylan Ceases. Uh, maybe even they try and sell Robert and Eloy for what they can get. But I, I, I don't know if I if I have where I have Tim Anderson at shortstop. I don't know if he got on that list yet. But he'll probably be somewhere in the 20s, to be honest with you. He's going to be under Bryson Stott and Hassan Kim and uh, guys like that. So just once again, it could be a value play because you could get a guy that's going to contribute in four out of five major categories. The only one that he probably won't is RBIs. But, you know, Tim Anderson just getting a little older, not really as desirable as he used to be, you know, not the bell of the ball anymore. Yeah, uh, quite honestly, you always just took Tim Anderson as old reliable and old reliable broke. Uh, I, I, I'm not saying that he's done for good. I mean, what would you say his age was? 31 31 next season the next year will be his age 31 season like i mean i i I can't see a guy just falling off the map that hard quite honestly especially with a dude that was banged up pretty decently this year so like i'm gonna look at it like okay like this was just a bad year and he's gonna be a nice value i have him as my shortstop 16 but also two shorts oh wow yeah it's a lot higher than i have well i mean again like you gotta you gotta bet on the bounce back and honestly to you kind of got to realize too shortstop is probably one of the deepest positions out there yeah, that's what I'm saying though. That's I mean, I don't I don't want to do a whole shortstop ranking debate, but but like the names after after it's like, yo, I'm not picking Correa, I'm not picking Edmonds. Uh, I have a name that I need to move way up. I did not see that. Um, there is some exciting young names, like I don't trust Dansby Swanson. Like there's other names I could talk about that, you know, have more question marks than Tim Anderson and what what they could do versus all reliable. You know, I'm I'm gonna bet on the bounce back, and also too, he's gonna be a like my third bench player. So like, you got to really take that into consideration too. He's gonna go well outside the pick 100, probably outside oh, the easily, pick 150. So especially at 16 outfielder, like you have him at 20 outfielder, for instance, and he's gonna be shortstop. Hey, short, I'm sorry, shortstop, and he's gonna be undraftable. Like he's gonna be a guy that's gonna be on the free agent. And like no way should Tim Anderson be undrafted because of what he could do. 
So, and let's hope they move him. And that would be a whole nother animal. But anyway, let's move on. I spent way too much time on a guy that we don't even spend that much time in draft prep on. And um, <laughs> let's talk about a guy that everybody legitimately and their mother was on this kid's Johnson. And um, that's Andrew Vaughn. Um, I called this. Dom literally, like, I think ripped me a new one when we were talking rankings. Like, bro, you had him at, like, 17 first baseman? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. He made me move him up. He kind of talked me into some stuff. I bought in a little bit, but didn't break my top 12 or my top 14. You know, I moved him up to, like, 15. But, like, Andrew Vaughn did exactly what I thought he was going to do. He hit 21 home runs. Okay, that's great, bro. 200, uh, 258 batting average. Okay, bro. Um, 80 run, r- RBIs. Like, cool, bro. Like, that's not even elite. And 67 runs. Like, what are you doing? Unless you played in a points league where strikeouts don't kill you, then he was very valuable in the doubles category with 30. So, like, even his OPS was, like, not wonderful, but not great. I mean, it was not, like, not disappointing either at 743. But, like, I just look at this kid's overall numbers, and I am just not a fan. I don't think he's ever going to be the guy that everybody is expecting him to be. He is a mediocre first baseman, and he's a really good baseball player. So, like, he's good for real-life baseball player, but not for fantasy baseball. I will not touch him in a fantasy baseball league ever again unless he decides to magically figure it out and go get some training and figure out how to put the bat to the ball a lot more often and get a little bit more girth and oomph under that bat for that swing. So until then, Andrew Vaughn is a, is a complete bust for me. And I called it. I, I, he, he, he wasn't atrocious. It could have, it could have gone worse. Um, but I, I still, he's only 20. He's only been 26 years old. He's 25 last year. You're on, on a bad team. You know, he's kind of adjusting to first base. You know, that they lost to Brayu. He played a lot of outfield. And actually, he won't be eligible at outfield next year. He played zero games at outfield this year. He'll just be first base eligible next year. I, I mean, um, it's not like I love him. I have him at 24 at my first base rankings going into, you know, next year. But I, I still think there's a lot of upside on a bad White Sox team. Wound up with 80 RBIs and 67 runs. I think both of those led the team. 21 home runs. All right. You know, maybe puts a little bit more muscle on. And we could see where that goes. I mean, he's six foot two fifteen. I don't know how much more muscle he's got to put on, but those thirty doubles, maybe some of those turn into home runs, and you, you get it closer to twenty five home run season. And the batting average is the big key. He's got to be better in the batting average department because that's what was advertised with him. You know, he was pretty decent in the his one year in the minors. He had two seventy eight. It was only fifty five games, but you know, Vaughn was good in college, and that's more what he was known for so there is a chance and i will say this before we move on to you know some uh one more guy and then we'll get into some starting pitchers but vaughn had a good second half he had 278 in the second half uh 62 games nine homers 27 rbis with 26 runs the strikeout to walk ratio does need work i know we like to talk about the modern age baseball guys and how you know you could still strike out a lot and hit for a good batting average but not everybody's mike trout so I would love, I would like to see some improvement from Vaughn there, especially for those points league players. But before we move on and we talk about uh, a rookie who really didn't pan out and we get into some of these starting pitchers, I do have an ad partner to talk to you guys about. All right, once again, fantasy baseball fans, I have to tell you about this new app called Bunches. Bunches is a new app built just for sports fans where you can chat sports in real time. 
click the link in the show notes or description to join the app or just go to the Apple App Store and download Bunches now. I'm telling you, you're going to love the conversations with other Locked On sports fans. Download the Bunches app today, and when you do, our friends at Bunches have featured the Locked On MLB Bunch group in the Discover tab. Once again, you can also click the link in the description or show notes to join the Locked On MLB Bunch community today. And guys, if you're not familiar with Bunches, they basically have created a social media platform for all sports fans than to just strictly talk sports. There's really nothing else on there besides sports. So once again, if you're looking for a community to join just to talk sports 24-7, join Bunches today. All right, Matt, my brother, a little bit of talking for me there. You got this next guy ready? Oh, yeah. We could do it. All right, it. let's talk about him. All right, Oscar Colas. Uh, my guy, honestly, you know what? Got got brought up, got sent down. I feel like didn't get really like a, a real good shot at what could have been something a little bit more of exciting. He, you know, left a lot of question marks with, have me really hungry to see what else is going to happen in the new year because he has a lot of experience. He's not just like some minor league dude. He played overseas and was very successful. And honestly, in the minor leagues, he didn't have a bad season either in 2023. He just couldn't get it together when he got the call in the bigs because in the minors, he had 213 at-bats. He had 36 runs. He had 14 doubles, nine bombs, 29 ribs. And Two stolen bases and bad 272. But when he got the call up the two times, you know, he had 245 at bats. He had 32 ribs. He had nine doubles, five bombs, 19 ribs, four stolen bases and bad 216. You know, I don't really know what's going on other than the fact that he should be used to that kind of speed. I believe he, he played in Japan for a few years before coming over here. Dom, correct me if I'm wrong. And, I have to look into it. I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure. I can I can find out though. Yeah, I think I'm right. It's just baseball reference doesn't like to play nice. So anyway, he had yeah, really he did he did yeah. he did he, and he played he played in uh, Cuba as well. Right. So like when you play in Japan, like that's where like Senga came from. That's where Tanaka came from. That's where Otani came from. Like you you look at that. You look at the kind of pitching that has con- come over here. And he should be used to somewhat of like a solid arm pitching to him on a consistent basis. Like there ain't nothing to snuff at. It's just not everybody comes in place here. So Oscar Cola should have translated pretty nicely here. Yes, he's 24. But I feel like, okay, with the ups and downs and the uncertainty and maybe they're trying to work on something new with Colas, you know, maybe something was off. I feel like Colas is going to be somebody that's going to be a really nice dart throw at the end of the year. I'm not turned off by his performance because I look at his minor league stats in between the two call-ups. And I say, okay, he's still got it. It just, something's not clicking. I mean, not everybody, you know, comes out and is wonderful in their first at bat. Look at even Corbin Carroll's first shot at the, at the bigs. I'm not saying Oscar Colas is even anywhere close to this kid, but he did not perform when he got the first, the call, the cup of coffee last year. He was all right. Yeah, it was okay. It was good. It was, you know, eh. and other yeah. guys, other guys like Jordan Lawler wasn't the most wonderful get when he first came up. You know, not everybody's the Martian. So, you know, Colos could come up and then do something special next year. So just keep an eye out. I'm not saying draft this kid everywhere yet. Yet I want to see spring training. But if he could be a really nice start throw, especially if he's up at the beginning of the year next year. 
And I honestly, I think you nailed that. I really don't have anything else to add besides I like Colas too. And I, I definitely will throw a dart his way in those deeper leagues. You know, those five outfielders, those 15 mans, you definitely could still be, there could be some value there, but great take. I, I really don't have anything else to add at all. Uh, let's move on to the pitchers here. Let's talk about Dylan Cease and Matt. You get Mac. Matt gets all the credit in the world on this one. You guys have to go back and watch our bold prediction episodes from the offseason. Matt literally called it. Dylan Cease will not be a top 40 starting pitcher this year. And Matt nailed it. He was not a top 40 starting pitcher this year. Uh, Cease, bad year, seven wins, nine losses, a 4.58 ERA, 33 starts, 177 innings, a 214, uh, 214 strikeouts in 177 innings, and a 141 whip. I mean, just bad, bad, bad season. That's like a, a, a Max Scherzer at the beginning of his career season or a, a, a early Robbie Ray type season. Just, just a lot of strikeouts and really nothing else. I mean, we did kind of see this coming. Uh, it was an outlier year in 2022 for Cease. His whole other, the rest of his career, he was over, you know, around a four ERA type guy. Do I think Cease can be better than this? Yeah, sure. But uh, where do I have my starting pitch? And I, I honestly think I buried him. Like I kind of gave him like a half Lucas Giolito uh, treatment. If you guys watch the podcast, you know my disdain for Lucas Giolito. I don't have that kind of disdain for Cease yet. But, you know, um, I have my pitch of 45. I have my pitcher 45. I'm not mad if you're taking him a little bit earlier in that and you want to throw that dart. But I think his real upside is like a, a high three ZRA with the big strikeout numbers and the whip is going to be like a one, two, five-ish. So that's where I really think Cease winds up. Just a really, really bad year for a guy who was being drafted as a top 20 starting pitcher. And then even if you drafted super early last year, he was like a top 10 starting pitcher. But then everyone started to catch back up and say, okay, uh, Cease might not be as good as he was last year. Yeah. I mean, look, so here's the thing about Cease. Like I called this, actually, if you go back to that episode, I only got one prediction wrong and that was Aaron Nola. So I was actually spot on on being bold this year, but anyway, not to, you know, do, do a full victory lap or anything. <laughs> um, but anyway, Dylan Cease, here's the positives, right? Here's my takeaway from, from Dylan Cease performance, right? Dylan Cease essentially had 177 innings with 214 strikeouts. That's always there for him. He's a strikeout machine. I've always been a Dylan Cease guy. Now, I obviously, like Dom said, he'll never have a sub three ERA ever in his career, and he's never really gotten that. He's always been a high three, you know, kind of ERA kind of guy. I think, honestly, in his best season, what he may be known for moving forward is like a three five to three seven ERA guy. His FIP on the air, which is building independent pitching. Um, is a predictive stat if, like, for instance, if he had an average defense behind him, which he clearly had a below average defense because White Sox sucked this year, and he had a 372 fit, which is really good. His whip is high, but that's just his MO as well. Like, his best year for, for, for whip was a 1249, and that was in 2021. Other than that, was a 14 and a 15. Dylan Cease can put it together. I think he'd bounce back. He'll be a nice player that I'm going to say is a bounce back player. I like the ranking of 45, you know, in 12 man leagues. That's like your pitcher four. And I'm not mad at that. Uh, in 14 man leagues, that's your pitcher three almost. If not your pitcher three, that's where I'm a little bit more hesitant. And we'll talk about that. And there, there'll be tier breaks on our rankings that you'll be able to see where it is. And we'll see where he actually lands. But I think Dylan Cease is, could be somebody that can bounce back next year. And, you know, be somebody that can have a little bit more valuable, be able a little bit more value. So it just, it is what it is, but let's move on. We got somebody that's like 
like almost like barely worth talking about, but I just want to talk about it real quick. Oof. Sheesh. Yeah. Um, Mike Clevenger. Well, the shade is real. Um, so here's the thing. I'm not drafting him next year. He had a good year, but I'm not drafting him because he's too unreliable. Even down the stretch, he was, he had really great moments of like of, of streakiness of goodness. And then was really not good at the same time, but the overall season numbers are really nice. And I also just don't trust the dude as far as I could throw him. So 131 innings, um, 110 strikeouts under a K per nine, which is not what he's usually known for. He had a 377 ERA, which is great. But uh, his FIP, again, just spoke about it, fielding independent pitching, was a 428. So he overperformed his, his FIP, which, again, I said was a really bad defense, right? Or below average defense. So if he's, if his FIP is below, uh, is he's overperforming his FIP with a bad defense, and that's what average should be. Yikes. I think that returns more to the norm. I think we see like a four or five ERA coming to next year. Mike Clevenger is just not somebody that he's even going to be on my draft radar unless we're in a deep league, like a 14 man league. I'm not touching him in 12. There's going to be plenty of other deep options that I'd rather take a shot on than Mike Clevenger. Yeah, man. That, that's a lot. It's a lot of hate. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know if I'm about all that hate for Mike Clevenger, uh, man. Let me take a sip. Yeah, a, a nice, nice big gulp. So with Clevenger, I mean, it, you, you, I'm not counting the 2016 season where he only threw 53 innings, right? Let's throw that out. Last year was his worst year by far, by 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 a, a solid margin, right? And then this year he he kind of bounced back. He looked he looked decent. The numbers numbers aren't atrocious, right? They're not really really bad. They're serviceable. So you know if you if you get Mike Clevenger as one of your last pitchers, I have him ranked as a uh, pitcher number seventy two. So I'm, it's not like I'm fully buying in. I'm you know, but it's a nice solid pitcher to have at the end of your rotation. Let's talk about Clevenger's last final starts. He had six wins and five losses on a bad White Sox team. Three six seven ERA, sixty eight innings, fifty seven strikeouts, and a one one zero WHIP. Very very strong numbers for a guy. I think you're going to be able to get great value on. We kind of talked about um, – I don't think he has potential to be like a top 50, 40 starting pitcher, but if he could ride you out at the end, I think it looks fantastic for him. Uh, and that, that's really about it on Clevenger. I, I, I do like him, though. Let's try and sneak one last name in here. Let's talk about Michael Kopech. Honestly, probably one of the biggest disappointments in my eyes for this season. I know Matt liked him, too. Just, just what what happened? What happened for the you know the twenty seven year old? It was just a real bad showing. A five four three RA, twelve losses, only five wins, one hundred and twenty nine innings, one hundred thirty four strikeouts. So those were there, but a one five nine WHIP. I I, don't, I I can't really tell you what happened. I'm gonna have to do a, a deep dive on Kopech in the off season to really figure out what's going on. It was a lot of walks, uh, ninety one walks, which led the AL and only. Uh, well, 27 starts is a decent amount of starts, but 129 innings and he led the AL in walks. Kind of crazy for Kopech. I still think at you know 28 next year, there is some upside. But I'll tell you this, I'm probably investing in Clevenger over Kopech, to be honest with you, next year. But uh, maybe if Kopech has a good spring training. Matt, any thoughts? Honestly, uh, biggest disappointment in all of my fantasy predictions, uh, Michael Kopech took a poo. But with that being said, Dom, let's get out of here. Yeah, guys, that's all for us today. Please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. Also, thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. Look out for a new episode tomorrow where Matt talks about the Cardinals. I will have the day off, but I will be back with a new team the following day. But, guys, until then, see you. Peace.